The Cubs are listed as a best fit for a ton of free agents. We reveal who they are. What's the timeline in Cody Bellinger next? You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alongside Sam Olver, I'm Matt Cozy. Please support the show by following on your preferred audio platform, and you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Sam and I are lifelong fans, taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. This episode is being recorded for November 2nd, which is the day... The Cubs won the World Series in 2016, and we will discuss that later. And it's also Sam's birthday. Happy birthday, player. <laughs> What's this song, dude? <laughs> Dance music, dude. I thought you were going to play like Happy Birthday or something. Uh, we don't have the rights to that. Yet. <laughs> Can you please turn this off? Whatever StreamYard has, man. <laughs> All right, so free agent. Everybody wish uh, Sam a happy birthday in the comments. And I apologize for the music uh, from from some robot in 1920 or whatever the heck that was, dude. Cubs listed as a best fit. What? Hey, what was that guy's name that did that was really famous for the silent Charlie Chaplin, the silent comedy? You know what I'm talking about? The guy that was like he did comedy or whatever, but it was silent. There was no sound in the movies they're like silent films yeah i believe it was charlie chaplin yeah it's that for whatever reason with like no sound it reminded me of back in those days anyways carry on yeah well we we take a lot of our comedy influences from the olden days yeah as you should it was a better time for comedy cubs listed as a best fit for 10 of the top 40 free agents sam this is per the athletic earlier this week let me give you the list first then we can break it down and zoom in on bellinger because there's some some big news with him. Yeah, is there? Otani. This is who the Cubs are listed for. Wait, when you say listed as number one or eight, like an option? Do you want to give me – I can give you their numbers. Well, that would be helpful. Yeah. I'll give you their numbers. and huge. I just need you to check your mic for me. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, check your mic. I just heard it went, it went lower. How, better now? Oh, phenomenal. Oh, oh wow! So I so maybe put in the comments. I had a little mic issue early on. Not necessary. Okay. Otani, number one. The Cubs are listed as one of several teams. Sam, Yamamoto, two. Nola, four. Bellinger, six. What? Matt, what? Wait, Bellinger, sixth? Yes, yeah, sixth overall in the whole market this winter. Is that higher or lower than you expected? Wait, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. I'll, I'll let you finish. Matt Chapman, seven. This is who the Cubs are listed for. Waka, 12. I think that's out. Stroman, 14. Candelario, 27. Hendricks, 29. And a possible reunion with Wade Miley, 31. 
That's the 10 players the Cubs are listed as for best fits. Keep in mind, multiple teams are listed in that category, but that's where the Cubs land for those 10 dudes. Wait, it's so when nice you say to that, see that they're going to be interested in a lot of guys. But what, are the, what does the number mean? That's on the top 40 ranking. Oh, oh, okay. So, so Bellinger's six, sixth of, tw- of 40. Oh, I thought it was like Bellinger was sixth, uh, like out of the list of, and the Cubs were sixth on the list of getting him. Oh, no, this is a top 40 list. Oh, got it. Okay. So they were they were connected to Otani, Yamamoto, Bellinger, Nola. Chapman, Nola, Hendricks, and Miley. I'd like to pass on and Miley. Waka and Candelario and Stroman. And and that's gonna be a pass on Candelario and a pass on Waka for me. Well, why how is Waka the twelfth best free agent? He he had a huge year this year. Huge. Wow, wow. Okay. Um, and, and, and Strowman, I wouldn't mind if he weren't on the team. Well, and I think, I think that would be a good topic to possibly lead with for Friday show, Sam is, uh, I think I've, I think I've made my point pretty clear on that. And let me just read you That's real true. quick. Walk a 14 and four with a three, two, two in 2023. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that good either. Holy moly. Well, here, let me give you this then for, for a minute. Jim, Bowen I got a haircut. Says, Did you notice that or I didn't. Oh yeah, it's I, I didn't really take much off at all. So you just got like a trim? Well, it's more on the sides, but all right, just go ahead. Try, try to get myself a birthday haircut. Nobody cares. So Jim Bowden, I mean I, I always think you look nice. Jim Bowden. Yeah, oh, here we go with Bowden. Says two years for 32. So would you sign Waka for 16 AAV then? Two years for 32? <laughs> Yes, I would. You're you're right. Okay, yes, you would. I would. Right. I thought he'd be pricier than that. How about this? Because because you're dishing a lot. I understand Candelario didn't play well down the stretch, no, dude. I, I but you're dishing a lot of smoke to him, man. All right, fine, fine. You're throwing him a lot of shade. Like if if the sun's out, like that man is shaded by some of what you're dishing to him. Let me put my money where my mouth is. Tell me what you're going to say. Bowden says only two years for 15 M's total. Really? You got to sign serious? that deal. Are you serious? Yeah, that's what he projects. Two years, 15 million is the projected deal for Candelario? Yeah, which is a reflection maybe of his poor play down the stretch. Yeah, all right. I mean, if there's no but other But it's a option- bargain, though. No, that that okay. First of all, I wouldn't do it because I I I don't think he's very good at third, and I just don't think he's a good fit on this team. I think the Cubs need more pure hitters, okay. and he is he is more of a selective guy. But yes, you're right. If if I heard the Cubs re-sign Candelario for two fifteen two fifteen, I'm not going to whine about that because that is an absolute bar. I mean, that's a steal. I mean, he's he'd be making more money a year than like Horner. Right, he'd be making less money than Drew Smiley, by the way. Right, right. I, I mean, no, you're you're right. I didn't realize the market. What is this? The Great Depression? <laughs> okay, well, I mean, geez. And real quick, just so we can eliminate this brother Matt Chapman from any Cubs discussion, <laughs> Bowden says six for one twenty-seven. That's that's out. Nick Madrigal at times was better than him. Wait, six what was for, the number? Six. For 127. 
All right. Are we sure Bowden is like all with it? Why does he get that deal? And Candel- Candelario had a better offensive campaign. It's such a massive gap. I mean, Chapman's a brilliant defensive player. No, if the Cubs give him, well, if the Cubs give him triple digits, you could, you know, you could do solo for the summer. Okay, okay. Well, then you've only threatened to leave. Someone should do a <laughs> compilation of Sam threatening to leave. That'd be funny. If this was hey, my full time job, I would respect. Hey, listen, listen. The the there are a lot. There are two parody Sam Olber accounts on Twitter. There is still because I remember yeah. I contacted one of them at one point. I never told oh, him. Yeah, yeah, and he he's gone, so I counted him. And then there's a new okay. one, but it, oh, to be honest, a new one. Okay. but it, to be honest, it's I think it's it's making fun of me a lot, right? But it's very funny. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like I'm not even like, aware of this. I'm yeah. I, it, I guess it I like, shouldn't be surprised. You are it like well, well, I got tagged in it. Really? Yeah, it like clips up things I say, and just it makes me look dumb because I am. So it's a good this is a good account. Oh boy! Listen, no, listen. I let me tell you something. I don't know if I want to give promo to that or not. No, no, I'm okay being made fun of if it's well, funny obviously, and pro- if it's funny and appropriate and true. Let's move on to Cody <laughs> Bellinger. He's sixth. So who are the five guys ahead of him besides uh, Otani and Yamamoto? Otani, Yamamoto, Nola. Yeah, and that's. I mean, that's who I have in front of me because they comfort, so I can. I'm just kind of curious. No, I, mean, I could find it pretty quick. I just I have a slow machine. Jordan Montgomery is third. Oh. And Blake Snell is fifth. That makes sense. I love either. I love either of those men on my team. A more local angle from the athletic. And here's really the big news. And really. I think this will be the episode title. Okay. Here's from Sh- Sahadev Sharma. Quote. All scouts agree that Scott Boris is the wild card this offseason. Yep. The Cubs know that and are preparing for him to take Bellinger's negotiations deep into the offseason. Unless Boris is able to convince an owner to give Bellinger an outlandish deal, it's unlikely to be done in December. But if this extends deep through the winter, perhaps the Cubs can be the final destination for Bellinger, close quote. This is huge. News, because the news is this. Bellinger is likely going to wait to sign. And if that happens, then the Cubs' chances of bringing him back actually increase. I think that's huge. Yeah, maybe like a Fowler-type situation. Not as deep, but you know, the longer it takes, the more likely he returns back to, to, to the incumbent. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Bor- I, I agree with the premise of, of the piece. Okay. Bor- Boris makes it very tricky, man. Like that, that guy is about one thing and one thing only and it's dollar signs. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting. I think I also, I, I've been, I, I to be honest with you and probably not something I should admit on air. I've tried to eliminate myself from too much of the rumor mill. Yeah. Because well, I understand. It's just, it's, you know, I, I'm, I, you know, me, I'm still digesting the campaign. Right. Right. I'm, I'm full off season. Yeah. You're full off season. That's why you're you and I'm me. I, and, and I'm you, making a Google sheet right now. Cubs 40 man roster. Yeah. No. And, and God bless you. But I, um, I think <laughs> there's also some truth to the Cubs making some additions prior to the Bellinger decision that, Again, I think 
he's going to end up going with money, but you know, maybe a little discount where it's like, all right, I know I can hit it Wrigley. I like the fans. I like the group of guys. And I know we're going to have a really, really good team. You know, that might be a part of it as well. And that if you really want to be glass half full, which, you know, I'm probably due for after, you know, making fun of all the ghosts of the Cubs past yesterday, you could make the case that it's even more incentive for the Cubs to be active early to prove to Mr. Bellinger that we're serious about winning a world championship. I think so. In 2024. And that's why I expect in the month of November, a big trade. Absolutely. And I'm, and I'm, I'm loving what you're dishing out. And there's just the component of, well, Jed Hoyer isn't going to wait for Bellinger. So then he trades for Soto. He trades for Alonzo. We mm-hmm. get to February. We get to Valentine's Day. Oh, Bellinger's wow. still out there. We got all three. Yeah. Do I tweet the lineup out? Well, that'd be a heck of a Valentine's Day gift. <laughs> um, I, you know, the, the the pitching free agent class is kind of interesting. It's really not to me. <laughs> okay. I don't find it really interesting at all. Well, well, well. <laughs> I mean, besides Aaron Nola, right? I mean, well, Blake Snell is going to win the Cy Young. Like, yeah, um, you don't really, you don't. That doesn't really appeal. It doesn't intrigue me. Like, okay, well, I'm just going to finish my thought because that's what I get. That's what I get, you know, paid to do on this program. Uh, Blake Snell is your Cy Young Award winner, most likely. Right. Aaron Nola is a stud. He is. Jordan Montgomery, I, I believe, is he pitching tonight or maybe the next game? He's also a great next pitcher game, with, a, if there is with, one. with a lot of postseason success. And the headliner is the Japanese pitcher, Yamamoto. Right. You know, it just shows well, That's you, the top of the class, yeah. But, yeah. but I'm just saying the point I'm trying to make is, you know, 10 years ago, if you have an incumbent Cy Young Award winner, it's twice I've used the word incumbent on here. This isn't an election. And... uh and, and and I was to tell you that that somebody overseas it just the point I'm trying to make is that Japan more and more are starting to have a major impact on the game, and absolutely and, where it comes, and people are starting to take what they see out there very seriously and not the way it used to be. Well, it's like okay, well he did it there, could he do it here? Because yeah. you know Blake Snell is a Cy Young Award winner, he's going to be a two timer. Aaron Nola is a oh. stud that loves to pitch 200 plus innings and pitch big games. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would be fascinated to ask Cub fans, so I'm going to do it right now. Comment below, in order, in order, who you would like out of these four. Nola, Montgomery, Snell, and Yamamoto. What a great question. The latter of which you've never seen pitch in the United States. But still, the hype, the youth, the stuff. Is the ceiling so high? Every time I say this, a ceiling analogy, I think about Michael Jordan. And I don't know if you heard the news today, but Marcus Jordan is going to be marrying Scottie Pippen's ex-wife. Oh. Let's, let's not go there. Okay, please um, don't. Yeah, I will. It's a little weird to me. The ceiling for Yamamoto, is, is it high enough to where you say, hey, Blake Snell, thanks, but no thanks. Here's 120 M's. We want Yamamoto. Well, Bowden says seven for 211 for Yamamoto. Holy moly. Yeah, 211. <laughs> and he was right on Sanga last winter. Right? What was it, 5 for 75? He had that like exactly Sanga right. had a Sanga had a brilliancy. He was terrific. He was brilliant a couple times, too. So you have a few opportunities to comment. Have I really? Have I really? Com- yes, comment you're an everydayer. Have I? 
comment Sam's happy birthday and comment those pictures in the order you would want them. Triple digit comments. That's the expectation. That's going to be a lot of comments. And make sure you like the video as well for the algorithm. Coming up next, John Maley returns, Sam. And Andy Green interviews for another managerial job. Stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Bears, Bulls, and Blackhawks are all in season right now. So get in on the action at kickoff, tip-off, or puck drop. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of the LockedOn Podcast Network. John Maley is returning to the Major League staff, reported by The Athletic on Wednesday, Maley was the hitting coach for the Iowa Cubs this past season. It was the Cubs hitting coach from 2014 through 2017. Sam, if you combine hitting coach and assistant hitting coach positions, the Cubs have had over 10 hitting coaches since Maley's departure. Maley is being added to the staff despite the Cubs already having two open spots, and there is no update on those two spots. Any thoughts on Maley? No. Andy Green interviewed for the Mets managerial opening earlier this week, and he is now interviewed with the Angels, Guardians, and Mets this offseason. So it looks like David Ross's bench coach uh, is garnering a lot of interest. But but he would be he would be a definite absent. <laughs> I just uh... <laughs> Finish your thought. I just, he would, I just an, he would be a big loss for the Cubs, especially as they I, enter a contending season. I've just never seen a team garner so much interest from everybody on the staff that won 83 games. And, right, and it just right. it, it just makes you really question the skipper in place. But listen, apparently, Matthew, I don't know anything about managing because Ryan Poles of the Bears gave a huge vote of confidence today to his coach, Matt Eberflus. So I, I, I just I yeah. I kind of I kind of just give up on the whole head coach thing, and right. just and I'm just gonna just forget about it and 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 hopefully I'm wrong. But I gotta tell you, I don't think I am. Well, that's the biggest thing right now on your ex account. The few times that I'm on there per day, people love slinging you some you know some salt about your coaching tweets. Yeah, people think that I always blame the coach and I always blame the manager, which is funny because you've known me for like a year. Um, so so you don't have you, you only have one real identifier, and that's David Ross, and I feel pretty good about that. And if if you think that I'm if you think that I'm wrong in blaming the head football coach in this city, then that's a personal problem, and you gotta take care of that. If right. you think if there's any part of you that thinks that that's a team that looks like they're well coached, then then with all due respect, with all due respect, you take care of that. That's not my responsibility. Okay, you don't see me whining about the Patriots firing their coach when they're struggling. They got they got a guy that's won six of them. So right. anyway, uh, I I just don't understand Andy Green. 
is just being courted by every organization. Napoli's being courted. And we, we, I, I don't think we did much well as a staff. Mm. So what does yeah. that tell you? I like Andy Green. I'd love for him to be the head manager of this. Well, he was a manager. And and you know if I if you let me let me tell you something with the, with that the I've San never Diego fathers. let me tell you something publicly. If I were rating guys, I would want to manage this Cubs team that are somewhat available right now. There's Council, a lot of guys available. Council would be a high on that list, but you know who else would be really high? Can I guess? Yes, Buck Showalter. Incorrect. Okay, Mike Napoli. Oh well, yeah, I. I I think that high, I think he's that much of an upgrade from his boss. Wow, I thought you were saying like managers that were no out of no job. no no. The point I'm trying to make is like I just think there's better guys in the building. Okay, and I I, I thought I think you've hinted at that, but yeah, haven't and, and, come and, out and, and said it. And Miles Mastroboni on this very show gave a yeah. shout out to Mike Napoli and and re, I mean watch the show at the end, folks. I mean he went sure. out of his way to talk about what he thinks of him. Yeah, you didn't ask about Steve. No, uh, I Napoli. didn't. I didn't mention Napoli's name. Right, it was in reference to stealing bases. And I and, and I snowballed. and I have I, I have some sources around the league, a little bit, nothing crazy. Yeah. That have also they they don't report anything to me, but I'll come to them and say, "Hey, am I on the right track here?" And, nice, and that's I've, a good question. And I and I have asked that about Mike Napoli and have been affirmed right. by mul- by multiple like that he is a people really want him in their building. Right, right. No, that's 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 a big deal for sure. Do 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 do. We're not there yet. No, no. I just wish it was March. Coming up next, World Series anniversary. Let's do it. Stay tuned. On November second, twenty sixteen, the Cubs won the World Series. I will link our episode from one year ago today, Sam. We did the whole. 20 to 30 minutes on the anniversary yeah. right now we're, we're doing a segment. Um, but, but this date comes up and it's just a uh, great memories, especially for you. Same day as your birthday. I always struggle. And when I say always, it's the second time we've done it. So that was a dumb comment. But when I describe this to people that I don't know, well, I, I want to be careful when I say it, cause I don't want to sound insane. But it was like a turning point in my life. It, it, it was my 23rd birthday. Uh, you know, same, same, same year, my Michael Jordan birthday. And at that point in my life, not to overly, you know, not to overdo it, but, you know, I had just, I had just graduated college that past May. That 15, 16 school year, my senior year of college was not a good one for me personally. Um mm. I, I was struggling after um, college to to find consistent work, and it wasn't until April of 2017 where I was hired at my current employer. And it was just a it was a tweener year for me. I was just starting a YouTube channel. I was just starting Facebook Lives after games. I was just kind of finding my footing with the entertainment and and you know podcasting world before it was at the time. Yeah, foreshadowing and. Them winning the World Series, you know, everybody has this. Everybody has these vices, you know, that you that you have that that get you through times. And the Cubs winning the because, like, I I was a Cubs fan, a Bears fan, an Illinois sports. Fan. I never saw like an ultimate championship before. I had always right. had my heart broken, and like I said, I just it was a it was a it was a game changer for me. It happened on my birthday. I'll never forget it. 
it was the most nervous that I have ever been in my life to where I literally, the day they played, I'll never forget this. There was a Burger King right next to my mom's. I was living at my mom's at the time. And the only thing I, I ate the whole day until they won the World Series was a peach mango, something like that smoothie. Really? From BK? Yeah, because I just I didn't want to leave the house. I didn't want to go anywhere. I just I I I woke up that day. It was my and and you gotta remember I'm getting the birthday calls. I'm just like, hey man, like good, thanks. Talk to you. You know, all right, great. Like I this is like right, right. like this is not that time. Like this is this is much bigger than me. And so you did was, a quick drive, got a smoothie, came back right away. Very quick drive, got a smoothie. I remember I remember feeling very nauseous most of the day and like just really not into anything about my birthday. And my mom, who's the best, was she got me like this whole big food spread. We had a couple of our our oh, my, yeah, a couple yeah. of my a couple of my closest friends over for yep. the game. And I was just like, and my dad, my dad, my dad couldn't do like a group thing. My dad was on his own because it was like, it was, you know, it was just wasn't that it, he was in a totally different mental space and just very serious. And I was just like, Mom, like, there's no food right now. Of course, Anthony, if he's listening to this, Anthony, Anthony found a way to eat about three to four sandwiches. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and and we watched, and it was just, just it was. I can't. I wish people were a fly on the wall during that scene. Yeah, I, it was. It was, and it you was set so it incredible. up really well. And, and, and to the people out there that go, hey, <laughs> they actually won it on November 3rd. Miss me with that, okay? Yeah. The game started November 2nd. It's 11-2-16. It's my birthday. And I, I really un- – I'll last thing I'll say I'm talking too much. I really underestimated, Matthew, how cool it would be that it happened on my birthday. I was like, oh, cool, it happened on my birthday. But every single year now on my birthday, I, yeah. am, remi- I am reminded that that happened on that day. Right. It's like the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. You've said that. Yeah. You've said that multiple times. I, I, yeah. and, and I stand, I stand by it. it, it it's right, the coolest. Right. Like how cool is that? Hey, the only thing that I do, like, you know, I'm a diehard Cub fan. Like that's me. And they want the, the one time they delivered for real. On your birthday. On my birthday. I'll take that one to the grave. No doubt. No doubt. Thank you for sharing that story. Um, I don't Love. really know if it was a story, but yes, it was. I stop. Like eat, stop doing like, that. Don't minimize the stuff you say. I'd like to eat something after the show quickly. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Happy birthday, <laughs> Sam. I love doing this show with you. I love the Cubs. And let's keep this thing going. Well, and okay, if I don't see you out with train. me. If I don't see you out with me Saturday night, you could just find a new partner for uh, uh, Tuesday's episode. Another threat. Another threat. <laughs> so see you later. If the Rangers win Wednesday night, the offseason officially starts Thursday. So when Sam is here Friday solo, we might have news about Strowman. We might have news about Hendrick. Perhaps Patrick Wisdom gets traded. Perhaps... Uh, you know, there's some other things that go on, some some options exercise or not, and things like that. We'll see. We'll see. So keep it here for Friday's episode with Sam. Again, in the comments, wish him a happy birthday. Tell us you're an everydayer. And would you go Yamamoto or Snell or Montgomery or Nola? Thank you so much for checking out this edition of Lockdown Cubs. You give us 
20 to 30 minutes, and we'll give you all things Cubs to laugh or two along the way. Be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube and smash the like button for the algorithm. And shout out to the audio peeps. We're in your ears on Apple, Spotify, Sirius XM, and more. He's Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. This is Locked On Cubs. Ha, <laughs> ha,